comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. General Patton has said that wars are fought with weapons, but they are won by men. We are going to win this war because we have the best men. And because they are going to get better. Much better. Banded together from remote galaxies are the most sinister villains of all time. The Legion of Dudes! Dude! His dudeness, duder, el duderino. Dude! Dude! Dedicated to a single objective, the conquest of the universe. Captain America! How exciting! I am a great fan of your films. It's the Legion of Dudes podcast. And now, here's the dudes. Welcome to the Legion of Dudes podcast, our Captain America movie commentary. This is Russ, and join with me tonight are, is, I should say, Ken Morgan. Hey, Hey, Russ, what's going on, pal? Not much, not much. Small group tonight. We couldn't get a good group together for this uh, episode. We've been good. These, uh, well, with Thor and now Cap, we're getting out release week, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody's just kind of comic conned out. I mean, we we're all the rest of us were all at uh, Comic Con, New York Comic Con last week, and uh, I think everybody's just trying to recover and get back to to getting stuff done. But uh, well, yeah. I mean, if you guys if you listened last week to 164, we had the uh, well, I was on to talk to you guys. We talked about the Avengers panel, and then we played our recording of the Avengers panel. But since then, if you've been watching, we've had a bunch of. Uh, out of out of cycle releases from Legion of Dudes with a lot of uh, Comic Con coverage from you guys. Yeah, we're lucky enough to um, to have a lot of audio to clip together, um, and we had our 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 hotel audio, <laughs> uh, which was a lot of fun. So yeah, just a lot of content. So we're just gonna kind of we've been dribbling it out. Um, as you're hearing this, uh, there may be more dribbling as well. Um, yeah, and we've been lucky. We we took some video of the Walking Dead panel and the Avengers panel and got that up and Ain't It Cool News linked it up on their site and uh so just yeah, a lot of a lot of good exciting stuff came out of New York Comic Con, I think, for the podcast as a whole. That was pretty cool seeing uh seeing a video with the HHW L O D watermark on it on the Ain't It Cool News page. Yes. Yes. I was very, very impressed. Very impressed. And I think uh Young Jordan is going to be uh, spotlighted on the Nerdist podcast uh, through uh, asking a question to Robert Kirkman. He was there for a taping with Chris Hardwick and uh, Robert Kirkman and all those guys. So I'll, I'll be looking forward to, to hearing that nice. uh, that big event. So yeah, a lot of a lot of exciting stuff going on. Nice. Another another exciting thing going on here at uh, Legion of Dudes and Half Hour Wasted Legion of Dudes uh, Podcast Network is. With this, with this episode, our Captain America commentary, we're pretty much officially unveiling, or I guess more accurately, um, bringing all of our Avengers coverage into one site. 
Um, I've teased it before that we we're going to come up with a. I was going to. We're going to have a separate section, a section dedicated on hhwlod.com, uh, dedicated to the Avengers movie coming out on, in May 2012. And I'm going to go on a limb and say that by the time this airs, if you go to hhwlod.com/avengers, should it be Avengers or Avengers Assemble? Uh, both. Uh, um, HHWLOD.com slash Avengers. If you go to that to that URL, and there'll be a link on the homepage, but if you go to HHWLOD.com slash Avengers, you'll have on one page all of the Avengers movie continuity related content we have done on any of our shows. That includes all of the commentaries that we have done as a Legion of Dudes, which which I believe with this episode is is all five movies. Yes, that is. It is. Um, it's going to include our movie review episode that we did after the movies came out, which I think for us would have started with Iron Man two, because we weren't we weren't we yes. were not a thing when Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk came out. That's correct. And however, um, half hour wasted was so I yes. believe we'll have I will include their episodes will be on that page. Th- th- these already exist on our respective show pages, but I'm just going to kind of bring everything into one site. Uh, I'm also going to go pull into some uh, friends of the show. For example, my former show, Too Old to Grow Up. We did do The Incredible Hulk and Iron Man, and I'll be uh, throwing links onto those old episodes. Uh, we'll be on that page. We'll have a section on there with all of our New York Comic Con 2011 coverage that we did, including the Avengers panel and some other stuff on there. Uh, so, so we're gonna have your one-stop shop for at least our take on the Avengers initiative, if you will. And um, you'll find that at hhwlod.com/avengers. And now I need to make that happen. Yes, you do. <laughs> it'll be fun. It'll be fun to go back and listen to and look at some of that old stuff and just see how on target or off target we were, you know, way back when in the early stages. So um, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, long time listeners of the show will remember that I, when when I went off the deep end with Green Lantern, uh, we did that. We did our year long coverage of, of Blackest Night, and we had a page dedicated to all of our Blackest Night uh, and Green Lantern coverage. Uh, so we're just this is a, a similar vein. So with that, Russ, um, you want to get us, help us get us synced up with our listeners at home with our DVDs or our Blu-rays or our digital copies, and we can, uh, we can get the show on the road? Yeah, let's do it. So this is going to be a typical uh, Marvel commentary that we've been doing. Uh, Paramount makes it easy for us, so anything that has been released by Paramount, which is pretty much Iron Man, Iron Man, everything but the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, is, uh, is Paramount at this point. Um, so if you queue up your, as Ken said, your Blu-ray, your DVD, your digital copy, however you're consuming Captain America, and skip past all of the FBI warnings, the Interpol warnings, the menus, the transitions, all that good stuff, and actually play the main feature on the on the movie, and you will start with uh, the Paramount logo. And where we always tip, try and start is just as the Paramount you'll you'll see the clouds and it'll be black it'll cut to you'll start to see the clouds in the background and you'll start to see the star pattern coming you know the streaking stars come in underneath the paramount logo so we're going to do this right as we see like there should be four stars that are just barely starting to peek out so um it should be right around the three to four anywhere two three four second mark right around that that spot so what you'll want to do right now is get your your um get your file get your get your media queued up to that point 
and then hit pause on your um, on your player. And then what we will do is um, we will pause here and then come back and get started. So um, go ahead and, and hit pause on your Legion of Dudes uh, recording and get your uh, media queued up, like I said, at that point to where you just start to see those four stars that are going to come streaking down out of the upper um, portion of the screen. And uh, once you get that, then go ahead and hit play again on the recording. All right, everybody, so you should have your media queued up at this point. So we're going to do a countdown and a start. So here we go. Three, two, one, unpause. So we got our Paramount logo yep. forming. Familiar friend. You know, I, I think I said this on most of our commentaries, but when, when they said what the plan was for this whole project to do all these indiv individual movies and pull them all together and come out with the Avengers at the end of it, uh, end of it all. I, there were a lot of people who did not think it was going to happen. They oh, thought yeah. something would kill simple. it. It was like, you know, there's too many, too many names, too much money involved. I mean, too many people had to be paid for it. And I, I, I had every faith in it when, when Robert Downey Jr., star of Iron Man was like, was, was quoted as saying, you know, I'm on board. Let's make it happen. I, I knew then that he was kind of setting the bar for anybody who came after him in a t title role, but of course, then Ed Norton has screwed all, uh, and then eh. put put doubt on the whole thing. But whatever they go, they overcame that, yeah. and uh, it's been really exciting. So here we are opening Captain America with the uh, first of the present day bookends. I, I thought this was a really good idea. Um, I, I know I, I heard from a few non comic people this was a little bit confusing, but for me, this just like again fired on all the cylinders, hit all the bright bells to to bookend this in the present day yeah it's 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 tough like i heard a lot of people commenting at the end of thor when they did the um the the after credit scene with um the cosmic cube people were too too many people again not common people were, were questioning like well what is that why do we care it's like it, 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 it doesn't matter it's a teaser when you yeah. see cap it'll make sense exactly. what that thing is but even if you don't know at the time, that's a teaser. It doesn't matter. You know, just watch it. Watch and learn. Yes. You know, but I, I can see why somebody would go in and expect a World War II movie. But you're right. If you don't know the origin of Captain America, they're not going to get the pre appreciate what they're seeing here. Right. Coolest drill ever. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I'm, I keep thinking of that uh, god-awful Aliens vs. Predators movie when I saw that, though. Yeah. And they drilled the tunnel down to the pyramid. Mm-hmm. They did a pretty good job of, you know, when you see the, this set later on in the movie, I mean, it, it definitely looks like this. I mean, you know, it's not one of those where... Well, what do you think? Is it the same set they just redressed for this, this scene? I would, I would think so, actually. I would think so, but, I mean, it's it's pretty distressed, so I guess it's possible. Well, yeah, I mean, um, you, you you shoot your major scenes first, because really not a lot of the movie takes place in the set. Right, right. I mean, you don't even see it until the actual the end battle, so they could do that scene in a couple of days, yeah. redress it for this, because this, this is nothing as far as time. Right. 
to time to film that is. I mean, this could be the last thing they did. Even even the 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 end bookend with uh, Nick Fury and and Steve Rogers oh, yeah. in New York. I mean, that yeah. was that was done. I think over two days. Over two days, just a few months before the movie came out. Yeah, yeah. And even that, a lot of it was green screen. The close-ups were green screen. You could tell. Yeah. Tosberg, so, Norway. So this is the same town that was in. It is. I was going to ask you. Yes. I can't. I couldn't remember. I keep meaning to go back and double check with Thor. So this is the same town. Yes. Where. Yeah, I, okay. That's actually I've pretty seen awesome. Thor like twice in the and since I got it on uh, Blu-ray in the last couple months. Right. So in the prologue or prequel when they do that. Yeah. Okay. That's actually pretty cool that it is. So I, I got to believe the the cube has been there since uh, since that battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get a little little sense of the brutality of the Red Skull here, just with his, yes. his callous nature as it, during the whole scene unfolds. You also get a first glimpse, just a glimpse of his strength, his power, because you, you you remember we'll find out later that he is a product of the Super Soldier Serum. Yes, um, one of the but one right, of the coolest right, right cars here. Ever. Sorry, as these soldiers here, they 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 cannot move the cover to this casket or to this crypt. But as uh, as the spread skull comes in, he can just push it off with just his two hands. How awesome is Hugo Weaving? He 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 plays the villain better. Like I mean, I, I don't want to see him be uh, be be typecast because I mean, he was doing um, Lord of the Rings not long after or side by side some of the Matrix movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he goes from being being Agent Smith to being um, El- Elrond. Yes, uh, side by side, and then but then when you see him do this, it's just when I heard he was the Red Skull, though, I'm like, that's that's beautiful. And the coolest thing here is the scars on the side, like at his jawline, where you could tell. I mean, to me, that was awesome because if you didn't know the character of the Red Skull or kind of really have a good inkling of it, it just kind of looked like. Um, you know, a scar. But for those of us who know, it's like, oh, that is awesome. That, yep. you know, the, 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 the makeup or the prosthetic is not perfect. Yeah, that was a nice touch to have that. Now, here, he calls the, the cube the Tesseract, which a Tesseract is just a name of, of a four-sided, three-dimensional object like a cube. But I've never heard the Cosmic Cube be referred to as the Tesseract in any comic medium. Have you? Um, I, I, not that I recall, and, and it's funny not not to not to get too spoilery, but the footage we saw at Comic Con, uh, um, Natasha, uh, Romanov, the Black Widow, when she's talking to, um, Bruce Banner, says they found a tesseract, and she show you know she kind of shows him, um, and he asked what it was. So again, they don't call it the Cosmic Cube even in the Avengers. It's it seems, right. I can see that, but I mean tesseract lowercase t makes sense, right. Tesseract capital T, however, I mean, as a proper name, doesn't seem right. Yeah. You know, okay, this I, this kind of threw me off. When he said, you know, they'll never find it or whatever, um, it, it's hidden in the world in a, in, a, in a engraving or a carving of the world tree. It seems kind of obvious. Yeah. Yeah.
again, tying it into Thor. And it's amazing how much this movie ties into the to the others. Yeah, and, and I still will put Iron Man 2 as... Iron Man 2, as a story in and of itself, is okay at best. But as the keystone of the whole franchise, the whole series, that has everything in it, a little bit of everything in there. And in hindsight, with, with having seen all the movies behind it, it, it even has um, some a cap... I, I, I think when we did Thor, I did my major theory on the uh, the new element that Tony was trying to discover, but you needed to see Captain America to really appreciate it. Yeah. But but basically to say that in, in Captain America, the, oh, I love that he's just in his mask. Mm-hmm. He, um, Hydra, hail Hydra. There was a lot of people concerned about Hydra being a Nazi organization and all that, but I think it was handled really well in this. It was handled very well. I was one of the skeptics for sure. Yep. Okay, so here we go. We got we got uh, puny uh, Steve Rogers here. What do you think? It looks incredible. It absolutely looks incredible. I mean, the fact that they did this all CG, it it, it really, really, truly does not look like this was done CG. Yeah, you know what? There's there are some scenes where the CG looks kind of hokey, um, especially once he becomes Captain America and he does that initial chase scene through New York. Some of his jumps and it, yeah. it looked it looked it was very reminiscent to me of the first Spider-Man movie from ten years ago, uh, or eight nine years ago, whenever it was two thousand two, uh, which while good then is dated now, but then when you look at the scenes of of you know ninety eight pound winkling 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 Steve winkling. Rogers, um, you can see they put the money into that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like a lot of movies, I'm sure a lot of it this is different effects houses. You know, they're different different ones yeah. handle different things. Yeah, who did the major stars? work in here? I mean, take like ILM did pretty much everything in uh, Iron, both Iron Man movies. I don't know if they did uh, – I know that I know they did not do Hulk, The Incredible Hulk. I would – I mean, with Joe Johnston directing it, I would be almost surprised if it wasn't ILM for, for this one. You know, you get a an early early appreciation of Captain of of Steve's patriotism here, like trying to honor the men who are serving the war, which is all he aspires to be is to be one of them. Not because he wants to go to war, but because he doesn't feel he should get a pass to not be there, which he he will say pretty much directly later on. But I mean, here he's got no business fighting this guy, but he's right there. It, you know. It's kind of funny in in. Uh... My grandfather originally was was 4F for being underweight at the beginning of the war, and uh, as the war dragged on, their their standards lowered, and he got married and had a couple kids, and I think his uh, he got his weight up a little bit as as most married folks with kids tend to right. do, yeah. and uh, and end up getting uh, going in. So that's kind of cool, but but it really just you know we. We've read the origin of Captain America. I don't know how many times, and to see it in the movie, the dedication, like you were saying, and and what he's gone through, and the changing of the where he's from, and different recruiting centers and stuff like that, just really accentuates the drive that he has and the character of Steve Rogers. Yeah, because we always know the story of you know ninety pound Winkling goes gets the uh, the serum is now Captain America, but very rarely do you get the detail or any kind of detail behind. Well, how do you even get that far? How do they select him? You know what did yeah. he do before there? I mean, this was this was really great. Give you a lot of his 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 backstory. Yeah. 
So was this simply the the World's Expo like as we know it for real, or was this an early Stark Expo? Um, I think I, I think it probably could have been either way um, because I mean definitely you know the World's Fair they they, they did have that a lot in New York. You yes. know, obviously, you can see the they're using the same set. Yeah. And of course, here we get our first—I guess our first Easter egg. We okay, get, uh, yeah. Phineas Horton presents these, and yeah, yeah. So we so, get the original Human Torch, right? Which I wish we had Jim here because he could speak more on on the pre, on the significance of that, which I don't fully have an appreciation of. I mean, it started actually Marvel Comics. Marvel Comics number one was the original Human Torch, which is a nice touch on a couple levels. One, of course, being you know a touch to Marvel Comics. The other being, of course, Chris Evans. Uh, yeah, gotta being love the Human Torch. Being Human Torch. Okay, Howard Stark. Could his son be any any less any more like him? I mean, exactly. I mean, this is not the Howard Stark that we saw from the the movie clips, the the film clips in Iron Man Two. Although there was, there was a little hint of it in there when he said, "You know, I'll show you my ass." You know, a little joke there. But this is yeah. very much Tony. You know, in his father, or his father. You know, Tony is much with his father when his youth. But this is Dominic Cooper playing Howard Stark, which I can't think put a finger on things I've seen him in. Although apparently yeah. he's apparently he's in a movie in, that's coming out next year called Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yes, yes, which would be interesting. Yeah, I really love John Slattery's performance as Howard in the Iron Man movies. Um, of course, he plays Roger Sterling on Mad Men, but I could I totally get that they they had to go younger for the '40s era Howard Stark. Yeah, I'm looking just through his uh, biography here. Oh, he was in Band of Brothers, though. Oh, okay. Which I did not see. I will say I didn't see oh. it, but I I don't think I've seen anything he was he was in. Um, I should talk to my wife though. He was in Mamma Mia. Ah, uh, well, there you have it. <laughs> what What do you think of the Bucky as um, the friend as opposed to like the Bucky in the comics? Um. I think it was a fine, it, was, it was a good enough choice considering like I don't know what plans they may have for Bucky down the road. Um, I think pretty much anybody who's listening to this show knows the story of basically of Bucky that he um, he died um, with Steve. I think in the comics was it the same mission that that also froze Steve? Yes. All right. I know I've seen it that way, but I didn't know if it was ever told a different way. Um, but then uh, other times they've 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 more recently he's he's alive he was recovered he 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 lived he's he was the um the winter soldier uh so we'll see if we do more with him i think in the end the point of him being captain america's best friend no matter how he became to be that uh, i i think i think it, it, that's fine i think what they did was is fine he's he's just his childhood friend as opposed to a friend he made in the army yeah, and it's kind of a different dynamic, you know, for sure. But I, I thought it was a wise choice. I mean, you can't yeah. in the modern modern era of storytelling, you can't have a fourteen year old running around World War II. With well, there, there's that too. Yeah, that would not be you know, remotely believable. And I think it just adds more dramatic tension. I mean, you only have two hours to tell a movie story, so you want to get the most bang for the buck. And and by setting it up that these two have a long history, you know, makes the events of what happened. Yeah, the and there life. and there's a line coming up later about how uh, once Bucky dies. You know about how um, you know the, the the soldier who died was cat was uh, Roger's closest friend, so don't expect as much uh, as turns away protection. Right. Ba- basically, just saying you know proves you know like you know that's he's who he was that was that was his closest friend. 
you know, possibly his only true friend. I mean, not not. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has, I he has plenty. Of, yeah, I know. It's like he oh thinks crap, he's busted. Yeah, he is busted, but not in the way he thinks he is. Yeah. This interaction, Stanley Tucci, was wonderful. Incredible. Again, going back to the origin of Captain America, we know about um, Erkstein. We or, um, Erkstein, We know about he, he's German, and the way he this comes out, just like you know, where you're from, from Queens, before yeah, that Germany. But we don't get a whole lot of Steve's relationship with the Doctor. At least I hadn't until I read Captain America Reborn, which brought Steve back to the modern comics recently. And they showed a little bit of Steve and the Doctor before the procedure, during and after the procedure, the meeting moments after it when he's killed, which, again, when we get to there in a few moments, is going to be, uh, well, it's, it's every comic page I've ever seen of that put to film. Right. But they do a great job of developing, or they do a, as good of a job as they can do with the time they have. But they do a really good job, especially the scene right before, the, not, the evening before. Mm-hmm. Uh, of developing the relationship that these two have and the respect that Steve develops for him in such a short time. I love that. Maybe what we need now is a little guy. A little guy, yeah. I really can't think of any casting in this movie that I could think of that was bad or a miscast. Yeah, me either. I mean, there's sometimes when we see things and we're just, you know, something's a little off or just doesn't, you know, sit right with you. But yeah, I thought this was perfect in every aspect. I mean, I, I just, you know, just everything. All right, we got a great reveal, a great, we're going to meet a new a villain here. And they, the way they do it. Yes. Armin Zola's face in a TV screen here, it's like, it's wonderful. Just a great little nod of doing that. Uh-huh. Especially now, you know, if, if, if uh, I guess if you've uh, seen the Avengers, um, Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon and have some familiarity with it, you, you know, you kind of, you know, can see that too. So that's kind of cool. I think this was a good way to introduce, you know, what we kind of refer to as modern technology into this World War II era. Yeah. And then a good way to show why it it didn't stick, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So so here the the cube is... Well, at least at least as far as humans being the Red Skull, Zola, at least from their inter- their understanding of it, the cube is not much more than a power source. I'm assuming in the hands of someone who knows how to use it, it's probably much more than that. Right, and we kind of see that at the very end when it kind of oh, yeah. goes buggy. 
there and and you know the 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 ship opens up and we get the the cosmos that we're seeing we can tell that there's definitely more to it right and we're starting to see here too that maybe that Johann Schmidt is not exactly the most stable individual in the world because well yeah he's He's willing to push it further. You know, Zola's like, look, we got to, you know, we can't go too far with this. And he's just like, you know, no, enough's enough. We're going to we're going to push it to the max. This little montage here is uh, one of the highlights of the film for me. I'm not going to say it's my favorite parts, but definitely one of my most enjoyable sequences when they show his time in basic training here. Yeah. We get to know uh, Peggy Carter's uh, disposition pretty quickly here. Haley Atwell. Absolutely stunning. Yes. You and I were talking a little bit before we before uh, we started recording. It's like I don't believe Sharon Carter is in the Avengers, but in the eventual Captain America two sequel, whatever. I do hope that Sharon Carter is in it, and I do hope Haley Atwell plays Sharon Carter. Me too. I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be perfectly appropriate considering the history of the characters. I love his speech. Actually, <laughs> Steve, we'll get you better. Because they're gonna get better. <laughs> <laughs> and but he doesn't even blink. Yep. There, there is stuff going on in here though that that just it shows you a lot. I mean, he's got a lot of books coming out of his footlocker here. He's not the strongest. He's not the fastest. He can't make it up this cargo net without falling and getting hung up. But he, he. You you give if you can find a way to give him the strength, he's already got the the brains to 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 really take advantage of that. He's and not just will. a brute and the will exactly like he's he wasn't to push through. He wasn't going to stand down from the fight in the alley. He wasn't gonna. He's not going to quit from base training despite all the setbacks here. This scene right here with the flagpole though is the one that shows you that he's different. That that he's a thinker. He's going to think a think a plan through. It's not just about strength. Every one of these gorillas is going to try to climb this flagpole. I smiled when I saw this because it was like this was perfect. It's funny. My my daughter and I went and saw it at midnight when it came out, and um, there were people cheering in the theater. Um, you know, when he ultimately goes over, pulls the pin, yep, drops, drops it, it, and grabs the yeah. flag, and just hands it to the sergeant, says thank you, and gets in the car. <laughs> yep. And he says, no one's got that flag in 70 years or whatever he says. He's like, I got this. <laughs> Love it. Just absolutely awesome. Yep. Hey, you never said not, don't, right? Yep. And she's just kind of smiling, just kind of grinning like, yep, smart ass. The Kobayashi Maru. That's exactly, that's, yes, that's perfect. The Kobayashi Maru. Exactly. I love this line she's got here. My grandma's got more life. God rest her soul. <laughs> yeah. I love this. Yep. Maybe it'd be useful like a gerbil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look at him. Making me cry. <laughs> the scene that's about to come up here would have had a lot more impact for me if I had not seen it in the trailer. I really wish they would have not shown that in the trailer. I agree, 100%. I mean, I got chills when I saw it in the trailer. And I loved seeing it in the movie, but I wish I saw it the first time. Right here, pulling the pin. My son has already watched this three times with me. And, and, even, and we were watching, he saw this scene a little more closely. It's four. He's like, what's he doing? I'm like, he's jumping on the grenade so no one can get hurt. You know? Everybody, even the tough guy that, that uh, Timely Jones wants, is, is like, he runs away. He he runs to the danger. I mean, right there. He's still skinny. Oh, he's still skinny. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you did good, boy. Yep. This this moment right here, kind of, I really appreciated this scene here where they where they talk and explains the serum, explains or talks about Schmidt. But I wonder. This might might have been a kind of a tough choice, you know, if you're the director or the editor, you know, when you're wanting to make sure the movie keeps pace and keeps time and everything else to keep, especially early on, because he's not even, you know, Captain America yet. He's not the, the Steve that he will become. And to have this moment where, you know, it's probably only a four minute scene or whatever, but to kind of slow it down a little bit and give us the backstory, I think is so essential. Um, and, and I'm, I'm so glad that, that, you know, they decided to keep this in and didn't clip this out. I mean, there's a lot of ways they could have told the story of Schmidt, of how he was the first the first subject and how it went wrong and why it went wrong, uh, or right, if you're Schmidt. Uh, but it's, it's, it's also about the moment he says, towards the end of this, is never forget who you are, a good man. Yeah. And... Yeah, it, it, you, get, you get a lot of exposition in the scene. It's, it kind of lays a lot of the underlying plot out to you. And this is, too, where we get a little bit more of it's not all about Hydra, you know, mm-hmm. that the Nazis are the real true enemy behind everything. It's just they they happen to be a splinter sect. Yeah, in fact, we, we, we talked over um, the Indiana, Indiana Jones reference earlier. Oh yeah, completely missed yeah. it about Hitler uh, digging digging for artifacts or relics in the sand or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and of course Joe Johnston, like we said in the review episode, being you know one of the key ILMers at the time that all the you know that that movie was made. Right, right. And it's important for this too because it, we realize in the comics that. They've tried to recreate the super soldier serum many times, you know, over the past, you know, 40 plus years, 50 years that, you know, Captain America has, quote, been back in the modern Marvel universe. And it's never taken. And that part of it has to do with the formula, part of it, you know, that they really believe has to do with Steve Rogers as a person, that there is something in him that allows him to take to the super soldier serum that nobody else has been able to. Yes. To replicate. And like he says, you know, good becomes great, bad becomes worse. I mean, that's a very simple statement, but it's it's very true um, in when you look at either Steve to Captain America or Schmidt to the Red Skull, 
or even Blonsky to the Abomination yeah. later on. And yeah. when you look at Hulk, Hulk is full of Captain America references, um, both subtle and direct. And as I mentioned in the Thor comment, I think, I think it was a Thor commentary or somewhere else, there's a lot of stuff that is in this movie that was set up in that one. Vita rays and, and, and uh, all the vials of the serum that they had in storage. And you get a hint of where they got that from here. But even then, it's all back, you know, reverse engineering, if you will. That's funny. I love the scene. A little, little, yeah. little, little comic relief at the tomorrow. end. And there's a lot, that's a lot of heavy stuff we just got. But, you know, we get a, a perfect touch of comic relief here. Right here, just yep. enough to take the edge off. Um, this brief scene here. Which really does nothing more than serve the purpose that uh, to say that yes, the Nazis are going to take an attack, and we got a quick, quick glimpse of the Red Skull there. He's meant to still be hidden here, but this painter is just kind of terrified right now. I thought it was really cool because when you first look down at it, and there's this red, blobby stuff on a deal, it's almost like what is going on? You know, what kind of crazy, you know, genetic scientific experiments going on? You realize no, he's just painting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I kind of kind of get a hint pretty soon that was pretty early on that was what was happening, especially when uh, he flipped the light off and he was almost in a, you could tell he was in a pose. But before the light went off completely, there was a split second where you can see the skull and you can clearly see in the uh, in the silhouette, he doesn't have hair. Right. You know, he, he's, the mask is off. But the whole point of this scene really is to say that, yes, we know where he is, we know what he's doing, and we're already sending, sending agents in to, to take care of it, which we all knew was coming as fans of the comics. We know the, you know, this is one of those points. And I've said time and time again, you know, in the movie, you don't have to get the origin exactly right, but you need to get some key beats. Yeah. Right here. What do you think? He asks what he thinks, and you get the shot of the artist's face. He is terrified with what his response is going to be. Uh-huh. You know, and so, he actually, oh, you could, yes, you could see the little hint of relief when he says that. Uh-huh. What I was saying, the origin story doesn't have to be exact. You know, Sp- Spider- Spider-Man, I said nine years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, bit by a spider, got powers. Okay, so it's not a straight, simple radioactive spider. It was a genetically engineered spider. Fine, no problem. You want a little more detail. In 2001 or 2011... Radio, radioactive spider is not going to cut it. It was fine back in 1964. Yeah, it made more sense in the context yeah. of what was going on in the world. Even Stan Lee with the Fantastic Four is like, they got hit by rays. I don't know, cosmic rays. That's good enough, right? You know, that's not going to cut it now. But what they did in the Fantastic Four movie as a basic origin was fine. Hulk, not the Incredible Hulk, but Hulk overcomplicated it. Yep. Completely went off the reservation with what the origin is. Whereas the TV show of the Hulk and the, Incre- and the Incredible Hulk, basic. Overexposure to gamma radiation. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's from a gamma bomb in the desert or a lab. I'm good. Here we go. Captain America. Super Soldier Serum. You know, becomes Captain America. And then the, and then the, the, the Nazi or the Hydra attack. I'm good. And we got hit all those beats plus and then some. This scene coming up is really cool too. Yeah. Again, the fact that they've got this secret base in the middle of Brooklyn is just really. Yep. It's very golden. Age. And then this, very, this very seem, oh, and the seemingly unassuming grandma comes up with a passphrase. She's packing. Oh hell yeah. 
just as an aside, something always bugs me whenever I hear, I listen to some, like, I listen to some podcasts that talk about a movie, whatever. I hear a lot of people giving a lot of grief over a movie being an origin story. You know, you know, you know yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that either. I want I the origin story because if you're, especially if you're doing something that's a franchise, you need to establish the origin of this iteration of the character. I want to see the origin. I want to see that on film. Yes, I know you know how that creator, how that character has been created, but I want to know how that character became was created in this world, in this universe. I don't necessarily need it to be the plot of the whole movie. You know, it can be done pretty, you know, quick and dirty, like The Incredible Hulk. He's you get the the four minute or however long it was uh, opening credits. There's your origin, and you go off and run him. Um, or even Thor. He's been Thor. His origin wasn't so much that he's Thor, it's how he becomes, you know, right. humble Thor, if you will. Right. And, and that was fine. I, I, I mean, I, I origin, Cap's origin is so core, the, 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 the journey of Steve Rogers from being Steve Rogers to Captain America is so core to the character and yeah. and everything that's set up. I couldn't imagine them whitewashing this or just you know doing it in a two-minute or four-minute montage, yeah. uh, especially because this is really and truly the first theatrical release representation of, of Captain America. Now, I mean, Hawkeye, Black Widow, yeah, fine. Yeah. I don't really need them. I love that they established them in Iron Man 2 and in Thor before they bring him into the Avengers. I think that's fantastic. Even if you didn't realize who Hawkeye was in Thor, right. that's not really the point. The fact that they, they established them and set them up, that's, that's fine. I don't really need much more than that. And I may get more, and that's fine. But they don't need... I remember when they first were starting this project, on the list of movies that they were going to make as part of the setup was Ant-Man. And even then, I was like, really? Ant-Man? Yeah. I, mean, I know people love the character, and I'm fine with that. That's great, good for you, Hank Pym, rah-rah. But... I don't see him doing a standalone movie. At least not without the Avengers first. Like, once we have the Avengers out there and we're ready to kind of do the next phase, if you think about these six movies, including the Avengers, Iron Man through Avengers, as phase one, okay, now we've got the whole universe established. Yeah, let's spread out. We'll do your Thor 2, your Iron Man 3, which runs down tap for 2013. But let's throw out an Ant-Man. Let's do a Sorcerer Supreme. You know, let's let's do you know whatever. Let's do somebody else. You know, but again, they've got to be heavy with references that yes, they're part of this bigger world. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're gonna also get a couple key things here for not just this movie, but again for Hulk and some other ones like the serum, that one vial serum that was left. Yep. God, the the, the detail of this set. Yeah. The detail of this whole movie, the whole, you know, the the graphics that they use on 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 the the, the label plates on the machinery or the the signage really really highlight the the period mm-hmm. of, of like when you see the uh, you know all the uh, um, propaganda materials of the of the day. You know, it fits the style, the font, the you know, whatever you want to call it. It's very retro. Well, yeah, it's 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 period accurate, or yeah. at least as our collective memory of the period is. Yeah. My son still gets a kick. I'm like, see that guy? 
That's Tony's dad. <laughs> and it's funny because on the trailer for the scene, we actually see his head. Like, we actually see him growing. And on this, we don't see that. So I thought that was interesting. I don't remember that. I really, I don't remember that. I remember him. Yeah. I remember the scene I remember from the trailer is when the, when it opens and he's there. Yeah, the, you Just see like, him yelling and you could see his head peek up through the glass. Oh, okay. On the trailer. Everybody else has got these huge goggles they're wearing to shield their eyes, and of course Howard's got the fashionable yeah, designer sunglasses. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, the machinery. I mean that 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 thing he's turning there. That's just not. He's he's using some power, some force to turn that wheel. Mm-hmm. So he's being saturated with Vita rays right now. Which again, we saw that that name on a name on a on a nameplate or a information plate in the Incredible Hulk. I still maintain that in the Incredible Hulk, they advanced this research into using gamma rays as part of the process as opposed to Vita rays. Although I think it was either you or Johnny Ann or somebody suggested that, well, maybe Vita rays are gamma rays. They just didn't know what to call it then. Yeah, it could be, yeah. I love that everything's labeled Stark. All the ga- gauges. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is all Stark's equipment. Absolutely. Well, again, Stark was one of the founding members of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. I, I got to wonder if in this universe, though, S.H.I.E.L.D. was named that because of Cap and his loss to honor him. Oh, that would be awesome. i tell you what. I've been a married man for 15 years. Don't that is, stop. That is a nice-looking nice man there. <laughs> yeah, stop, man. Just don't even do that. <laughs> I can't believe how much weight he actually put on and how much muscle he actually put on for this role. I mean, him and Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. It's just incredible. And you know what? He he is bigger. He was pretty well defined in The Losers. He is bigger yes. here. He is a yeah. lot bigger here than he was in The Losers. Oh, yeah. Peggy doesn't know what to do. She's like, do I touch him? Do I not? I really want to touch him. <laughs> and here's our, here's our Hydra agent ready to blow, blow the deal. This is very like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, 40 yep. serial stuff going on right here. This this is exactly yes, 30 serial, perfect. And you know the thing I like as tragic as it is, his death right here. He takes his thing, two shots, he's dead, done. The the other thing I really like is here her. Yes. She takes her shot. I mean, she's she's not just firing, she's taking her shot. This right here. Here's the payoff from that conversation earlier. Good mm-hmm. man. It's like, all right, here's that sense of honor kicking in. He knows what to do. Grandma's down. Uh, this just reminds me of that scene again, like in Raiders, you know, when they go in Cairo, when they kind of kidnap Marion and then yeah. run it down the street. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. Yeah. That's my line at work anymore. Right here. Watch her. She takes her time, takes her shot. Well, gets distracted, then takes her shot. Yep. Makes it count and puts him down. 
and then forgets to do that when he's coming right at her. Yeah. Shoots blindly now. Okay, that scene. When I saw that star on that on the side of that taxi cab, I knew what was coming right there at that moment. I knew what was coming. Yep. All right. Again, the 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 details. You know, the, so de details what makes something feel real. His pants are too short. Yep. And he's. It's like he's realizing, holy crap! I can really run. Yeah, and he can run really fast. And, and again, right here when he takes his corner. Yeah. He. He can't overcome the inertia. At least he doesn't yeah. know how to yet. He's not wasn't ready for that. Just a little little touch that was like that's perfect. And now some bad CG. Yeah. Just that look on Evans's yeah. face. I mean, he really just gets that determination and that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tear you up. Yep, here's my Spider-Man moment here. Yeah. This is the scene that made me think of that Spider-Man from nine years ago. Boom. Yeah. And this this is, I mentioned this on the review, this is where the cab flips over and stuff. This is coming up. This is probably the worst bit of CGI in the whole movie. And I just kind of got over it. I mean, you know, whatever. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, I, again, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the same way. You get over you it. Know, did it. Did it ruin the movie? Of course not. No. But it just was something that I, was noticeable, at least to me. So here we go. Thing flips. He runs across it. and Right there. I'm like, oh, I I knew at some point the door was coming off. Yeah. And he was going to hold like a shield. Yep. Okay. Is there something with the camera there? Seriously, is, in the crowd, is there something with the camera? I think so. Because later on, there's a shot of him in the newspaper holding that door. Yeah. No, I think there was. Okay. Okay, and this scene coming up just makes me smile. Yes. It, it actually made me smile. Every time I see it, it makes me smile. This kid was probably great. <laughs> and you're thinking, oh no. He's like, oh no, he's got to go see the kid now. He's going to be distracted. He goes for the kid. I can swim. <laughs> I can swim. Go get him. I'm like, that's awesome. Again, my son, life's from a four year old. It's like, can he breathe in the water? I'm like, no, but he can hold his breath for a very long time. Like, don't screw around. Just catch up. Break the window. He'll get out. I actually had somebody, I think I was at work, somebody asked me, he's like, oh, so there's his happen to have a sub there? I'm like, no, he the sub was parked there. That's where he was going. It wasn't just yeah, that's... it wasn't just an accident that he got there. Yeah. That's where he was headed. I love this. Yep. Boom. Throws him right, right over. Up. Yep. Like nothing. Would you think about it? When he's floating in the water and has not oh there we go. Okay, so the last of the serum has been destroyed. Yep. I love that. Takes the tooth out, cyanide pill. Cut one head off, two more take its place again. Yeah. And again, the you know, they keep saying in movie making the rule of three, you know, you, the third time will will really hit home. That line we'll hear it once or twice more through the movie, but it will pay off big time at the end. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones rocks. I, I love it. He's just now realizing, holy crap, I really am this big. <laughs> like he hasn't had time to think. Yep. You know, he went from just 
coming out of the machine to yep. running down the street. I, I like this scene too for a couple reasons, mainly because this is the point where Hydra becomes his own thing. Yep. We got the Hydra flags. This 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 little guy here, he's a little he's a little uh taken aback or annoyed at him. He's like, you know, you're he's not wearing a Nazi uniform, he's not displaying the Nazi flag, the banner. Uh-huh. He's acting as it I love that. That's the first time first and only time he's called the Red Skull. He's not. Um, he's not paying the Führer his due respect. It seems to the eyes of these officers and these soldiers. Yep. But again, I like this because it ties into the. You know, everybody was worried that oh, they're whitewashing history. They're 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 sweeping the Nazis under the rug. They're going to make it seem like Hydra was the main villain. And this sets it up that no, that's absolutely not the case. That yep. this is a splinter group. That the Nazis are still the main you know villains. That they they know what's going on. And I thought that was perfect. Magic and science, another Rams. theme that's been going through most of these movies, more so with Thor and Captain America, but it's definitely a common thread, science and magic yep. being the same thing. Again, if you notice Hydra uniform, there's not a Nazi symbol anywhere on it. Nope. But it's still the same same basic style. Right. Right. And this here's our here's our guy again. Checking out the map of targets. Probably not. Yeah, not so much. Will I now? And again... It's like, ah, it's not perfect. I missed. Yeah. There we go. A really cool way to make a weapon that'll, quote, you know, kill people, but still not make it gory or... Um, you know, ultra violent or whatever you want to call. I mean, yes, people right. are dying. Yes, they're dying, know. but you're not seeing a dead corpse. You're not seeing blood everywhere. You're seeing blue goo, and it just evaporates. Right. Oh, here's a hell hydra. Hell hydra. I, I, you know, I will say this. I mean, these movies have been rated PG-13, but I would say, given what I've seen out of a lot of PG-13 rated movies these days, this pushes the the limits on the low side. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've I, seen PG movies that have scenes that should have pushed it to PG-13. I mean, it's if 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 Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Doom, and Temple of Doom is the movie that kind of pushed us to the edge to finally get the PG-13 rate PG-13 rating, this is m- more benign than Temple of Doom was. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I I'm, I like that cuz you feel like if you got a, you know, even a seven or eight year old, if they can, if they can handle it themselves, I mean, my four year old watches like a champ. He loves this movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, every kid is different. Some kids are scared easily about some things, some are not, but I don't think there's anything in here that just really, really makes me uncomfortable. So just dialing back, they were taking some blood from Steve. They're making a big point of showing how they're taking blood from Steve. Of course, that's the source of how they're going to backwards engineer, reverse engineer this serum that we will then see later in, or we will have already seen in the incredible Hulk. Okay, I've got a major decision to make right now here. I've got a I've got a can of Coke next to me. But my beer's empty and I can go get one real quick. 
I think I'm going to go get one. So if you want to talk about something to keep everybody occupied. I'll vamp a little. All right. Yeah, you do that. This scene coming up here with the USO made me very, very nervous when I first started hearing things about uh, Captain America because I really thought that this was going to make it silly. I really had a lot of misgivings about them doing this. And I must say, they it pulled it off very well. I mean, if you really think about it, he is the only one. He is he is one of a kind, and you don't want to risk one of a kind being killed in war. They still want to be able to experiment. They still want to try and replicate this, so they need him somewhat close by. There was always, you know, a, a huge effort during World War II to sell war bonds and to get people, you know, rallied at home and keep spirits up and everything else. Especially people were sacrificing a lot. I mean, there was paper drives and there were scrap metal drives and you know victory gardens and all that kind of stuff going on and um so it, i i think it just really hits home how important it was for him to have a purpose even though if it wasn't exactly what he wanted to do yeah and i could pretty um, completely appreciate why a politician would see this as being the best use for their super soldier when the army didn't i mean the army like you said i wanted an army of you i got one one's not enough you know, it's so, a catchy tune. It is a catchy tune. He's a star-spangled man with a plan. Um, I mean, obviously, once he gets into action. But this is this is a good sequence. I'm not going to say it's comic relief, but definitely kind of lessens, lessens the load of what we've been seeing and what we will see, especially once he goes on his first mission. Again, and I mentioned and this And a politician. This, right here. Right here. Yes. A little bit of foreshadowing here. What's coming? Yep. I mentioned this in the review a little bit, too, but um, it's it's very retro- from a movie perspective, I mean, we don't see musical numbers in the middle of movies these days. But, you know, back in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, I mean, that happened all the time. Yeah, so, absolutely. again, we have, we have a modern movie that's set in this time period, and it's, it's, it's borrowing. It's appropriate to the from, time period. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, again, when you think of – the more I think about it, the more it makes sense, and the more I think they did a really good job. And I like that he gets more confident as, you know, time Oh, yeah, goes on, as he goes on, he knows his lines, does his thing, and – Personally punched awesome. out Hitler 200 times. Yes. Awesome callback to, to to Captain America Comics number one. Yeah. And again, you make a point of seeing the kids here. Yeah. He's, he's thrilled. He really believes he's doing his part. And it's not that he's not. Yeah. As you said, with the uh, the war bonds, it definitely makes it makes a difference. And again, it's another way. Oh, again, Captain awesome. America comics. Captain I love America that. Number one. Yeah. And Luke punching Hitler out. There, there's our cover. That yep. He was talking about. And again, the films. Yep. Storm in the Beach. There were serials. Captain America serials. Captain America. I'm a big fan of your films. I know a lot of people had concern about him. Like, oh, he's going to be a USO agent. What does USO? What does that mean? You know. Yeah. Now, there's a cool deleted scene um, that that originally took place right after this that introduces us to the Howling Commandos and how they got captured, um, you know, before we see them later on. And I really, really wish they would have kept that in there. It was a really cool scene um, because it gives us a lot more character um, interaction. Here we go. Dead silence. Yeah, it's one thing to do it in front of, you know... Joe Q public, but to yeah. do this in front of the guys that have been on the front line. Great reaction here, though. He's like, yeah, I need a volunteer. I already volunteered. Yeah. 
Doesn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very Chris Evansy kind of thing. That 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 mannerism thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love using the shield to light the tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like the straw that broke the camel's back. It's like the guy. This is now he's like, okay, I really should be doing something else. Yeah. Again, Grunwald's uh, cap had him kind of being an artist. I think it was the Grunwald cap run where he kind of focused on trying to be an artist again. So we get right. a little bit of that here. Sure. Officially not here. When I bought Thor, guy at Best Buy, so I said, okay, what was better, Thor or Captain America? I was like, man, that's not a fair. You can't ask me that. So, I say cap, hands uh, down. You know what? If I have the answer, the answer's cap. But, I mean, it's like, that does not mean Thor was bad. I mean, they were both great movies. If, right. You, you can't ask. I mean, it's, you know, which cookie tastes better? Right. Yeah, it doesn't take anything away from Thor. But to me, cap, so far, cap is the best of the best. I mean, I'll I, hold I, this up. I certainly appreciate I certainly appreciate the thoughts people have with Cap about there's not enough of Asgard, none of that. I'm like, I, I, I get all that, and I appreciate all that. You know, for, for what Thor had to do, which is to make a god believable in the world that had been established in Thor, or in, Cap, in Iron Man, it succeeded, ex- exceptionally exceeded, it succeeded at that. Yeah. Cap was a little bit different. And but, Cap was more about getting this right, because the majority of the movie is, not, is in World War II. Yeah. And you had to hit all those story beats that people wanted to see and flesh out this story, which most people are not familiar with, which is the World 2 side of them. And it, I, I just could not have asked for a better movie. Yeah, no, that, and that's, that's a lot of it with me is uh, even as a small child, I was very disappointed with the TV Reb Brown version of oh. Cap. And then, of course, the 90 version was just, just one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> the plan. What is your plan today? It's Tommy Lee Jones playing Tommy Lee, Tommy Jones. Lee Jones. Yes, he is, and you know what? I'm fine with that. Exactly. One of there's a one of my favorite Tommy Lee Jones scenes is um, is from The Fugitive when he does the sets up the perimeter. You know, every outhouse, yeah. steakhouse, you know, whatever you know the whatever the whole line is. It just it's like it just comes off. It's so naturally like he's said it a hundred times. Yep. But to be fair, I mean, this is, this is, I'm not going to say short-sighted, but it's what they know. It's how they know, they don't know how to fight Hydra. They know, they know what they're up against. They don't know how to fight it. You don't, you don't sacrifice more men going after men. I mean, typically. And you don't, he doesn't, also does not know what to do with Steve Rogers yet. Right. You know. Well, at this point, he's not, he's not, you know, Phillips is concerned. I mean, he's not. He's not. But he also, I mean, like, he, he, he could have been easily been part of that team, but he's like, no, you're going to the lab. And yep. it was the senator pulled him out. And to keep it to yourself. The, uh, but, I mean, she's, she's got faith in him, in him, and Stark is Stark. He's got nothing to lose. Yep. So, I love this. And, and just as a nice little touch, they take the showgirls' A helmet, which is great. Yep. 
I love the brown jacket, the leather jacket. Yeah, especially when it gets all tattered and everything. Yep. It just it, it it's just a really really cool way to work in the old costume, um, mm. the old shield, you know, transitioning, yep. and making it practical. Yeah. Yeah. Where's my helmet? I, I tell you, my first viewing, I didn't really appreciate that they all said U.S. That was USA. I thought they all they all just said A or something. Yeah. I yeah. didn't really appreciate that it was USA and she took the A. I love it. Even the plane has Stark. That's uh, his plane stamped on it. It's his plane. <laughs> yep. I love this. Yes. From late night fondue. Do you guys fondue? Fondue is just cheese and bread, my friend. Yes. Poor guy. <laughs> fondue. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Again, a very, a very Chris Evans kind of thing. I mean, that's. Yep. I the, my favorite scene in the losers was when he does the uh the infiltration of the office building. Oh yeah. I could watch that scene a hundred times. I I I do, I have. Yeah. And uh you know, it does the whole I'm gonna kill you with my mind. And <laughs> when he starts singing singing the journey song. Yeah, 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 yeah. To make everybody uncomfortable so yep. he'll get on the elevator. By himself, <laughs> yep. Again, the hero. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say I did not have my doubts when I heard Chris Evans. I certainly did not immediately go to, well, he's a human torch, he can't be Captain America. I, see, I did, it didn't... That, I, that wasn't my problem. I did have questions of whether or not he could actually pull it off, but I also have seen enough movies where casting has paid off to say, let's see what he can do. And, wow, I mean, I, I was impressed with, with Chris Evans. I was really pleased with his performance. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Push. Um, no. it, it wasn't a great movie. But it was kind of a superhero-ish movie. It was based on a comic. Um, and I saw him in that, and he was not the clown in that movie at all. I mean, it had some you know bits and pieces of humor in it. But after seeing his more dramatic take on that, I, I, I had no, no worries. Oh, you don't knock off Dugan's hat. I love Dugan's line here. <laughs> <laughs> I love Neil McDonough. Great actor. Yeah. No, again, they, they, again, they never named these guys either by individual or as a team, the Holland Commandos, do they? Yeah. No, no, they don't. They don't. Like I said, I think in that ex- it deleted scene, I'll have to look, look at it again. I think they do name a couple of them actually by name. All right. While they're running through the... Um, I'm actually kind of fine that they I didn't. Know. I really am. Because, again, it's more for us, the comic fan, than it is... Mm-hmm. Fellas? <laughs> <laughs> I know some people have heard comments like they didn't really get these like Hydra agent Hydra soldiers. They didn't seem menacing enough. I'm like, no, they're just they're cannon fodder. They're supposed to be faceless, yep, nameless cannon fodder, and that's what they are. I mean, they're a little better than stormtroopers in Star Wars. Love that. Open up, there's a shield. Boom, you're dead. Yep. Not only a shield, but the red, white, and blue. Well, yeah. Well, 
How do you feel about this Captain America having a gun? Um, I'm totally fine with it. Yep. It's World War II. He's a soldier. In He's World War II, soldier. he had a gun. A I, 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 be- yep. I, believe, I would even believe the Captain America in World War II would have a gun. Yep. Now, what they do in the Avengers, I'm curious to see. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm totally fine. I mean, we've seen in the most recent Avenger in Fear Itself where Cap actually picked up a gun and started shooting it. Um, and, again, I had no problem with that. The guy's a soldier at his heart. A soldier carries a weapon. So remember the people when they did the redesign when it was uh, when Bucky when it was Bucky Cap for the first time and he had the holster on the uniform. People had a problem with that. And I don't understand that. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. And then when people realized it was Bucky, it's like, well, yeah, it's Bucky. Of course he has a gun. Again, so what's get he, a sample. What, what do you think? What's he grabbing? Is he getting a piece of that bigger thing? I, I almost looked like he had a magazine to a traditional gun. That's what I I took it as, a, you know, something that would have gone in one of those... Uh, rifles or yeah, whatever, like you know, like that. you know, if you think of somebody having a, in terms of modern day weapons, an M sixteen, but they also has a have a sidearm or has a Glock, a Glock as a sidearm. Mm-hmm. Somebody a Hydra agent would have the big big rifle, but then also would have a sidearm, but it's going to still have the same power source, the same type of power. Yeah, I love that. He's just I'm Captain I'm America. Captain America. Eh. <laughs> one of the best lines of the movie yep. <laughs> so let me ask you this between the, the, the movie clip earlier and now that scene there are they implying that we had integrated um, squads, or, or were we still still dealing with segregation at this point? Because I, I believe if my history is right, of real, course. Yeah, in the real war, there was there was not. I mean, and right. that's where a lot of folks are a little. I mean, there's there's two camps. One is praise them for bringing in diversity into into a modern movie. Some folks are a little taken aback by that because they're they're you know. I mean, in the interest, in the mean, interest was, of period accuracy, like right. Now, I mean, on the one hand, in this scene, you could say, well, as prisoners are not going to really differentiate. Prisoners are prisoners, right? And right. so these guys are now bonding through something more than just that, or whatever nonsense you want to put onto it. But you go to the film, you know, the propaganda piece that they were filming, and you had you know, an African-American right next to Captain America right next to another guy. You know, it's like, well, okay, in the World War II I read about, that wouldn't have happened. No, that it wouldn't have. So, I mean, it's one you know, thing I, if the Nazis had them all prisoners and they all escaped at the same time and they fought together and that's the team Cap put together. That's that's one yeah. thing. I mean, and it's it's I guess closer to comic accuracy. I mean, the Howling Commandos, hmm? you know, were a diverse bunch. Yep. Um, no question. As an approaching middle-aged white guy, it's kind of hard for me to give an opinion as to whether that's you know, whether people are upset by that or not upset by that. And I, to be clear, I, I'm not looking at Cap- this Captain America movie to be my, to be, to be teaching me about his, his, uh, accurate, his accurate history. And that's, that's the point I make is this is not a historically accurate, um, rendition yeah. of, of anything. If it I serves mean, a story, fine. Yeah. You know, 
there aren't gods from Asgard coming down hiding right. cosmic cubes. There aren't, you know, super soldier formulas. There aren't, you know, weapons powered by magical means. I mean, so so it, on one hand the argument is a is a little you know, out of touch just because the whole thing yep. is uh, is out of the realm of reality. Yeah, you know, I, I love it. Just dialing it back here um, in the scene where you talk, kind of talked over it, when he started the set, the self-destruct, Zola was questioning him. He's like, our forces are outmatched because one guy, he, you know, yep. he Schmidt knows who it is. Yep. It's like, we got one guy, we got one guy out there, our forces are outmatched. And again, attention to detail. It's the analog clock that ticks back oh, to Oh, I know. Is it that, that, yeah. I love stuff like that. Yep. It's kind of like now, with animation. You, you you only see it when it's wrong. When right, it's right, right, it just it just feels right and you move on. Yeah. So like that kind of stuff, you're right. You, you see the on the clock and it's like, well, yeah, of course it is. Now this to me, and I mentioned this again on the review episode, being that he was strapped down to a table, there's machinery there, they were obviously experimenting on him, knowing that in the comics... He, you know, many years later, they kind of retconned him into becoming the Winter Soldier. When he ultimately dies later on, I wonder if he's not had some sort of variation or, um, you know, type of super soldier. Yep, something going on with him, right? Because why would why, would, why would he be different? Yep. Why would he be uh, set apart? Yep. I mean, and yeah, I you can do, you can say on one hand. I'm sorry, you can say on one hand, yeah, it's just his turn to be interrogated. But more accurately, you're right. It's probably something like what you're saying, yeah. or easily the options there to do that. I think uh, it'd be a great flashback sequence if they do a second cap. I really think they could kind of amp up the espionage, kind of James Bond feel to a second cap movie um, with, with the Winter Soldier as this adversary. That that he has to go up against. I think that would just be oh. a great way to kind of go in a different direction than yeah. the Red Skull. I love the here's our. I love that. Yeah. I love it. He punches him. He punches him, but also that look is his 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 mask yep. is a jar. You can see a little bit of red. Then the shield. Yep. And now he's going to be fully embracing himself. His yep. That's awesome. They did such a good job with him. Oh, it's incredible. What do you know about the effects they do? How much of that is I, uh, prosthetic and how much of that is CG, if any? If any? I, I actually saw a featurette on it, and the way they did it was where his nose is, there's actually a, a black, they used some sort of black makeup or prosthetic over the nose, and they CG'd it out okay. uh, in the after. So most of that is actually, believe it or not, prosthetic. Nice. Good. Um, but it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that they're able to keep the keep sync with the CG like that, then, which I mean, yeah, of course they can do it. I mean, we've seen enough good CG to know that they can do it. I like when they go practical where they can. I mean, I think that, that was so Favreau's thing from the very beginning of Iron yes. Man was yes. was you know he 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 didn't like CGI, which ILM took 
interpreted as he doesn't like bad CGI. So they really went out of their way to kind of hit it just right. And they really refined the process of doing motion capture to the point where if you've seen production stills of Iron Man, you always saw them wearing, or even we saw some uh, some footage of uh, the Avengers, people like, like in rooftops filming fight scenes. Yeah. Everybody's wearing these motion caption suits that yep. they're really doing it all right there. The motion guys are right there in the scene, not something they're going to add in later. Yep. And they really, really refined Mark, it. Mark Ruffalo made a point at the Avengers panel to say, I am the first actor that will play Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Nice. Okay, you good. I yeah. get it. The, um... I almost thought maybe Bucky was going to buy it here. Yeah, this would be a good place for it, but no, I'm glad they they got him in with the team, and we got some more time, more of them fighting together. Okay, love this. Love how the end. They leave it a little bit open ended for you. Not, yep. not you know, we didn't die, but but we don't need to see it. Yeah, we don't need to see it. All right, funny story. This scene right here, I'm watching it before we recorded, and we got this typewriter here. My eight-year-old looks at that and says, Dad, what's that? <laughs> Something you'll never use in your life, ever. <laughs> I love how he chews out. Yep. Yeah, you know that's not good. He still doesn't get it. You know, he still doesn't believe, which I think makes it even more powerful at the end when he does come around and does realize that there is something there. Right here, that 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 scene earlier when he's doing the film, a little bit of foreshadowing of this moment right here. And the and music, they, I mean, just very... Oh, oh the, the, the score of this movie. movie. I mean, I, I'm not one to always notice the music. To me, it's just it's something in the background, but it just kind of sets the tone, the mood, more perfectly than many other movies I've seen. Look at them all. I was walking up like, you know, yeah, we're back. You know we are. And it's funny because it's almost like he doesn't feel like they're clapping for him. They're clapping for all of them. Yeah. You know? And there's that guy again who's, yeah. who who would have been, could have been. Yeah. Love this little moment here. Yep. That won't be necessary, sir. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Late. Nah. <laughs> it's Stark Tech, you know, you never can tell. That's right. Awesome moment. Thanks, Your Bucky, Bucky is cheering. Yep. Cheering for him instead of the other way around. Yep. Yeah, he's not just a showgirl. Nope. I love Dumb Dunk do again. He's awesome. <laughs> I love that line. Someday I'm going to have a stick of my own. Yep. Now here comes our cameo. Yep. Captain America. Hey, he's coming. Nah. <laughs> You know what would have been funnier there if he was talking to Joey Q? <laughs> yes. Yes. Cap's working down in the war room. I think this is important, too, because we realize it's been a relatively short period of time. But the fact that he's, you know, trying to be a tactician and he's, yep. you know, you can tell he's been thinking. When, when we get to the Avengers, and I'm assuming he's going to kind of act as the lead it gives it a little more weight that he's kind of got this military experience and he's got yeah. some leadership experience before just thrusting him in the role. The other thing that, I, that that came from me was his comment that I just got a quick look, but he also pretty much got a pretty accurate fix on where they all were with a yep. quick look. I mean, he goes to not only his um, his his, his tacti tactical abilities, but also the fact that, you know, if it's not photographic, it's pretty darn close to photographic memory. Yep. I love that. I've got my own. I've team. got my own team. Love the striped sweater. Yeah. Oh. The only thing missing that I can't recall seeing is a cigar. Is a what? A cigar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an officer. He can afford it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, did, he, did I just catch that? He said, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> I like this little moment here with Bucky, though, too. Are you ready yes. to follow Captain America? Yeah, he's got the sign behind him. I even missed that. I was thinking more uh, right here. Nope. Him I'll follow. Yep. Yep, follow him. Yeah. Yeah. Tour canceled. I love that. Yeah. Jaws drop around the world. Yeah, I mean, you got this dingy sepia tone, you know, and then this splash of red just comes walking through. Never takes her eyes off of him. Nope. 
Né? Né? This this is the kind of the moment that yep. I went to when I thought about Howard's notes in Iron Man 2, I came to this moment here. He's trying to duplicate this energy, this power. And he's with... being just like Tony. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. At work we were having this uh these network issues and we had something going on and I learned <laughs> I'll write that down. We learned a phrase here. Something along the lines of uh well, let's press enter and learn something. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. It's funny. He kind of comes across as shy. And one of the things I noticed at the Avengers panel with Chris Evans there is he he also comes across as just a kind of a shy guy. You know, yeah. when... He had his kind of hat pulled down, and people would ask him questions, and he'd just, you know, feel almost like uncomfortable to. to well, gosh, Miss Lane, I don't know. Yeah, to kind of brag about himself or to, to speak up about himself, it was just kind of kind of funny to to, to see that in in real life. Right. Still doesn't know how to talk to a woman. Yeah. Doesn't know what to do when a woman's interested in him. Of course, one of our lines. Uh, Again, rule of threes, though. His line earlier, we're looking for the right partner. She's saying she's waiting for the right partner. And yep. I guess it wasn't so hard to find a partner after all. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Just like all the rest, yep. On doing. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a little uh we got an Easter egg that was in Iron Man one. There's Cap's bike they're fixing up. Yeah. In Iron Man One we had a little Easter egg that was put in there at a whim by the animators at I uh at ILM. That was made into a physical prop in I in Iron Man two, of course the prototype a prototype or a design of Captain America's shield. That I can't imagine did not play into the scene we're seeing right now. Yeah. There it is. Talk about something they absolutely nailed. The shield. Yep. Couldn't have been more perfect in my opinion. Nope. I, mean, I don't know where he's going with those other designs, but damn that! Yeah, I mean, and again, you got to remember vibration resistant. It doesn't deflect them; it just absorbs it, and they just drop. Yep, which is what happened there. No ricochets. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know, it's like, you know, if if you could get that reaction out of her from whatever the hell you just did you did to her, you can have whatever you want. It's already battle scarred. I love this montage. That yeah. It 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 gives us a sense of time passing. Yep. 
So, you know, when we get to the end again or when we get to the Avengers, yeah. you don't feel like, okay, the guy was capped for five minutes, and yeah. why does anybody care? You know, we're, we're um, a little more than halfway through this movie, and it, it, it goes pretty quick. I mean, it's still a good 45 minutes left of this movie, but it, it moves pretty fast from this point forward, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. We get one little piece of slowdown um, after Bucky dies, and that's it. I mean, yeah, but that, that's just... a good scene, though. Awesome. Oh, I love the shield. I mean, this, this again. This is a movie full of a lot of beats, a lot of a lot of moments that we've seen in comics that they just captured on film beautifully. Yep. I mean, this is every modern World War Two modern day take on World War Two we've seen, but just with that little touch. Yep. Like here, under the tank, drop the bomb. Like stand straight up. You're like, okay, boom, go done. But like the, yeah. the the scene where they were running a few seconds ago when they're running through and that had a very Banner Brothers feel to me for me. Nah. Yeah, you know, and Sharon's picture, Peggy's picture there. Yeah. He's just amused by it. He thinks it's funny. Yeah. A lens flare that would have made JJ Abrams proud. <laughs> yeah. Right. Here's where we had just a few of the scenes. There weren't many, but there were a couple scenes that said, oh, that would look awesome in 3D. Yep. I love this little moment here. Hit the thing, pull the guy out, up comes the satchel. Slam down. Satchel bomb goes down, slam it in, close the hatch, get the hell off. Boom. 3D shot. Yeah. He's just so over the top. Yep. Which is perfect. Yep. <laughs> Saw this coming. Yep. Clearly not. Captured shield radio or uh, hydro, hydro radio. radio. I love that even Bucky's uniform is a little reminiscent of his uh, oh. comic. He's got the blue. Yep, very much. Very much reminded me of that. Yeah, it's not exactly. I mean, you don't have the little, you know, little domino mask, or you want to call it. Or yeah. It doesn't have all that nonsense, but it's very, very much like it. And I love their unit has the little uh, wings on the, on the side yeah. of, the, of the uniforms and stuff. You know what I thought of when I first saw this, believe it or not? What's that? Firefly, the train job. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a yeah. minor, minor little reminder of it just because it's a train, but still, it just was like, just popped in my head. Yeah, I could see that. Kind of reminded me of like a combination of a James Bond movie and then that, that uh... yeah. Movie where eagles dare the the Clint Eastwood movie where they 
they kind of have to go in this crazy Nazi bunker that's way off in the mountains. Right. I love how the the screens have that kind of yellowish tint to them. Yep, yep. Like how we see the uh, the vibranium shield is uh, immune to the effects of the uh, of the weapons. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because it it doesn't operate at a yeah. The molecules are unstable. Yep. So. A little bit of teamwork in between uh, Cap and Bucky here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I don't know if it was telegraphed directly, but I just kind of knew like this was going to be the scene because you, you knew it was coming. The death yeah, of Bucky's but I, coming. At this at this point, I really thought it was going to be at the end of the movie. I really thought he was going to make it to the end. Oh, really? See, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm really watching did. this. I'm thinking this is it. I didn't know how it was coming. And as soon as like the hash the the, the train got blown, my like, guy, right, this this is it. That's the end of it. Although it was cool seeing him pick the shield up. Yep. He just can't. He can't use it the same way. No, he doesn't have the strength to to hold the bla- the blast back. Right. The recoil. Yep. Which is odd because you think the shield should absorb the whole thing, and you wouldn't have felt it. There it is. It's pretty sudden. I mean, so now like, in in comic uh, comic rules apply though, right? No body, yeah. no death. No body, no death. That's it. You know, I forgot about him. So do do we ever get a clear answer? I mean, was is that is that a, an ancestor of Fury? It's not Fury himself, no, right? No, 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 no. Because he's one of the I forget his actual name, but he's one of the he's one of the Holland Commandos. From the from the comics, even Jones, okay. something Jones. Because in the in the cartoon of Earthfire's Heroes, um, Fury does have a relative who was in the Commandos. He actually mentions that, and and Wolverine. <laughs> well, and Wolverine too. Yeah, Jimmy. Yes, Jimmy. The, the scene right here. There's one one line here. Just kind of makes me smile. I don't know why. Whenever somebody reminds somebody else that steak or hamburger is made from cow, it just <laughs> makes me smile. It makes me laugh. <laughs> like, what's in it? Cow. <laughs> yeah. Vegetarian. Yep. <laughs> the rumbly tumblies. I love it. Now he just he just starts eating it. Just kind of just kind of prove the point. There's nothing wrong with the steak. He gets a very subtle look in his face. Was like, oh, it was fine. Yeah, man, I could have had steak. I could have had steak. Brought <laughs> to dinner.
<laughs> that would be awkward. This is like the typical like cop show maneuver here where oh, yeah. you bring in the guy and everybody thinks that he talked whether he talked or not. Yep, that's it. It's like your your best hope is to help us find help us stop him, otherwise he's gonna get you one way or the other. Yeah. Okay, now's your turn to vamp while I refill my yep. drink. Yep. Because he can do it. I love that line where he, he he's yeah he wants to take over the world. He may be crazy, but he has all the power to do it. I mean, the the, the cosmic cube has given that ability, that power. And there it is, the Valkyrie. And he's loaded up with all the hydrates he can get to take over the entire world. Like I said before, it really is going through uh, fairly quickly at this point that there's not much more to actually do, but we're already at the, cl at the climax here with the final, final fight coming up. The... Uh, Here's our line again. It's gonna pay back later. Cut off one head. Yep. Hail Hydra. Speaking to just a few, but there's an army behind him. Every one of them armed with uh, cosmic cube weapons. But you're right, there was a little bit of a slowdown here where uh, Cap, uh, we had a conversation where he can't drink, he, he can't get drunk, talking about you know, where to go next. He's trying to mourn his buddy, but he can't do it properly like he, like he could, like he should. Nope. And that's something I don't think they've they've brought up in the comics either, to my knowledge. There is a a scene, I don't know if it's in a proper six one six comic or somewhere else, but there was a scene where they were someone they were either getting drunk, either toasting somebody or doing something, but Cap could not get drunk. Hmm. It was him, Wolverine. Somebody died. Somebody did die. And I cannot remember. I wish if Johnny was here he would know. He because I think we've talked about it. On the show before, but I definitely think it's been it's been touched on before, at least once in in, in fairly recent history. This obviously gives it a little more weight if if we do see Bucky come back as the Winter Soldier in a in a future movie. It'll be uh, it'll it'll be nice that that we have this scene here. Meh. 
course they can. Steve's got a plan. Great use of the motorcycle and the shield at this moment here. Very, again, a very Indiana Jones movement or moment for me, especially from uh, Last Crusade. Tricked out bike, of course. Get the Wilhelm, of course, the Wilhelm scream. Note to self don't put your grenade at the base of your bike where somebody can get it. So, if you're going to make an impenetrable base, are you going to make it with slope sides that you can just ride a motorcycle up? Uh, I would not. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. Nah. I love they put the um, shield, the wind, the shield as the windshield there to stop the. Yeah. Shield back. I love the sound that the the shield makes when it hits stuff. I mean, it just has mm -hmm. that that weight to it, that impact. So, I do have one question for you though. If you're gonna stop Captain America. Are are you going to do it by boxing him in with fire or are you just going to toast him? Um I think their, you know, intention was to kidnap him, not to kill him. They they point. actually they wanted to capture him. Yeah. You really think that was the best choice for the Red Skull to give the order to capture, not kill? Well, I Unless, think he's cur yeah. At this point maybe he's curious about him. You know, why did it work for him? You know why? Why didn't his face melt off? Or what's right. you know what's morbid curiosity? Kind of like the the jealous brother. Yeah, well, these guys are two sides of the same coin, really. Yeah. Just keep them Brooklyn. Yeah, great line. That just makes him mad. He has no ego. He has no, you know, nothing to prove. But that's that's all it. I mean, that that's it. When you say there's something about Steve Rogers that made it work. Yep. That's it. Meanwhile, capsule uh, incursion did exactly what it was supposed to. Yep. Like get him in, get get the commando in, and then get the rest of them in. Always so polite. Yeah.
I don't know that they would have had headset uh, <laughs> capability back in the that, that came with the know. stolen stolen Hydra uh, radio. Yeah. I love that Dugan picks up the. Oh yeah, they all they all are armed with the, with them to some degree yeah. or another. You have my favorite line coming up though. I mean, if there's one line that's I could say is my favorite, it's coming up and it's said by Tommy Lee, Dr- Lee Jones. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's just a really cool effect. I really like that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Let's go find two more. There's the payoff. I love it. Yep. A little uh, curve the shield there. Bank it off. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have thrown that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I wish I had my shield right now. Okay, my girl's got this covered, right? Of course she does. It kind of reminds me of, like, Castle Wolfenstein, the game Castle <laughs> Wolfenstein. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No time for love, Dr. Jones. (laughs) So the Q's power on the whole damn ship. Mm Mm-hmm. Almost like something out of Fallout. You know, fall out the video yeah, and fall out. That's good. That's good. So you got a German made plane filled with more smaller German made planes, right? Uh huh. But and each one has its own specific target city. Yet the city well, I guess the city's names are the city's name. It doesn't really matter if it's New York is New York, whether it's German or English, I guess, right? Um Probably. Yeah. That seems funny. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like, oh, man. Oh, look what we found. That is a badass car. (laughs) Yeah. I think I saw a nitro switch here somewhere. Do not push the red button. <laughs> what is it? It's hyperspace, hyperdrive. There we go. Like that scene from Men in Black. Whatever you do, kid, don't push the red button. Oh, I was thinking fanboys. <laughs> oh. I'm not kissing you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> Again, details. Nice little touch here. Yep. With the propeller on the shield. He's scratching the shield. Or the paint job on the shield, I should say. Well, yeah. Ain't nothing hurting that shield. Nope. All right. Took you long enough, son. We're going to end up with our ass hanging off the the ledge here. Yep. (laughs) 
So long, Peggy. I regret nothing! <laughs> if I hold on long enough, he'll bring me right in. You know, as much as I love the the Avengers cap costume and getting to see it up close and personal um, at New York Comic Con, I really, really like the Chicago. World War II cap costume. Oh, you know what? So do I. And I liked it from the first time I saw it. Yeah. And like when I say the first time, I mean those initial sketches that we saw or some renderings we saw that people were like questioning, like, you know, why does he have all these panels and all that? I'm like, that that's called stitching. It's called sewing. Yeah. You know, it's it's not molded. It's it's like where pieces of leather were sewn together. Ah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> two more. Yep. Alright, this this would be would be cool if I didn't already see uh Arnold Schwarzenegger do it in true lies. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Although they didn't. They didn't skip on the gore in this scenery. This might be your PG thirteen right here. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. But this is like you know the scene in Raiders. You know. Well, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, oh, and and, and yeah. then the red trail behind the you know. Yeah. That's like the icing on the cake. You're done. Hello, pull the ejection switch. So the seat's gone. He'll just sit in the where the seat should be. Sure. All right, so let's just add to the list here. So not only does it have little planes in there, he can fly the little planes, right? Yeah, somehow he learned to become a pilot. Well, no, that's fine. I mean, but he can. He, there's, a, there's a bunch of pl little planes in the big plane, and he can fly the little planes. Just, just make a mental note of that. Yes. I mean, if there if there's a point where the suspension of disbelief gets a little tough for me, it's this end scene. <laughs> it's this. Yeah. I mean, I know we got to get to that point, but I mean, if he has enough control of the plane to stick it to ditch it into the ocean, he has enough control of the plane to not have it fire all of his weapons on New York when he gets there. Yeah. Yeah, I really think that's exactly what happened. They filmed the scene, these scenes here, then they redressed it to do the uh, what we, they found in the Arctic. Okay, all like right, all right, I'll give you that. The control just got destroyed. Yeah. Maybe that's it. I, I do like that we got a physical confrontation between the Red Skull and Cap. Yeah. 
Yeah, so basically we're in like a kind of fairly high altitude, so I'm guessing this is just like the Zero-G. Sure. Yeah, he flipped the autopilot on, so now it took control back. But the main controls are destroyed at this point, so alright, I'll, I'll, I'll give him that much. And of course the shooting everything doesn't help. Yeah. Stop shooting, shooting a thermonuclear weapon. Yeah. Oh, you just Boom. destroyed the thing that makes it go. Yep. Sorry. Right, so now he's losing power. Well, the cube's still well, and it's going to be gone in a minute. So what's different? What's different now from all the other times the cube has been out is the fact that he's holding it directly. I, I almost think it was damaged. Maybe. I'm thinking because he's this is the first time he's held it directly. Well, true. But I think I think it was damaged. Maybe. All right. So again, is that Asgard? Yeah, here's the scene where we get that the cosmic cube is just more than a power source. Yeah, I mean this is definitely a a bridge. Not it's not the Bifrost itself. It's pretty. It's a teleport of some type. He's not just dead. He was transported somewhere. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this and it, is. And again, if it wasn't Asgard, it was one of the other eight of the nine realms. Yep. That's that's. I mean, if if for the guy who didn't see Thor, yeah, they wouldn't know what that was. But that was definitely a transport of some type. And yep. now the cube just burns through everything that's not whatever the hell the containment was. I almost thought for a minute what really happened was he was transported to modern day right then. I, I'm not going to go that far. Maybe, but I don't think so. I think he's... But no, he's obviously not because he talks to her, so... Oh, you meant Cap. Yes. Oh, yes. I thought you meant Skull. Yeah, Skull, who knows? I mean, he could be anywhere. Yeah. All right, so he's got limited control, but he's, and again, he's got the planes. He's got the, he can he can escape in one of those little planes, right? You would think, unless he's yeah, unless it's set to go off at a certain altitude or yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on that we don't know, but yeah. I mean, again, we have to suspend disbelief. We know where he has to end up. We know he's going to end up right. in the Arctic. That'd be cool if after they pull him out, the he still had like in the Avengers we see the he still has know, that, that compass, locker yeah, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if you think about the controls of the day, I mean that was that's that's cables. So I mean, whatever yeah. he did the electronics of the system, he can still push the controls, and the rudders are still going to respond. Yep. I don't think I can really put in the words how much I loved all of these movies. Oh yeah. I mean and and yeah, not just individually which I did, but I mean I think this is I mean when we see the Avengers we'll know for sure, but it, it's the sum is 
clearly greater. I mean, the total is clearly greater than some of his parts so yeah, far. So looking forward to see it come together. It's almost like if somebody would have said this is what they were trying to do, you'd almost think that they would have had to have done it as a TV series or uh, you know a series of miniseries or something like that. That the the fact that they would actually invest the time, money, and effort, mainly money, um, to do this as a series of movies to keep them standalone but yet part of a bigger world, I, I think just kudos you know to Marvel for for doing it. I mean. I, mean, I don't think this could have happened without Marvel's direct involvement the way it was with Marvel Studios. Um, yeah. I mean, doing this. I mean, yeah, you've, when you've got like Wolverine and Spider-Man and the X-Men and Fantastic Four, they're all done independently by the movie studios. Marvel has very limited involvement with them. They're yeah. all their individual movies. But without a company like Marvel or DC, if they really wanted to, could do this. Yeah. I mean, they, they have whatever other license, licensing issues to deal with. But, I mean... When you think about comics are, I mean, comics, the continuities we have today started with things like, there's the Fantastic Four, let's have Peter Parker take their picture. They're all in New York, why wouldn't they bump into each other? Yep. You know, little things like that, or, you know, having all these little things happen in D.C. where characters meet each other until finally they uh, uh, do a crisis to bring them all together and, can, you know, can find it. So here we go, Howard Stark is finding the cube. And as we see in Iron Man 2, his notebook includes notes on the cube. And as I looked at it more closely, it's not just a cube. It might be on a containment system for the cube, actually. Mm. And at some point, they lose it. I need, to, I need to put the actual look at the extra features on the Iron Man 2 Blu-ray. Because there is a whole section on that Blu-ray about the contents of that trunk. Like, in huh. detail, read the pages of the notebook. I mean, so far I've only looked at the at the at, I've only paused the screen. I need to go back to that and really look at those kind of stuff because there's a lot of stuff in there that feeds into the bigger picture, the bigger world. But I mean, a Marvel which understands the idea of having a continuity between books, which is, which is for me has always been what the draw of comics has been, that this one comic, as much as I can read it on its own, is part of something bigger. And that one, I love the little, the kids are playing, they're, the kids are pretending to be Captain America. I mean, right there, my, the legacy. my, my four-year-old is Captain America. I mean, yeah. he wanted to be Captain America before he ever saw this movie, which I think is fantastic. And yeah. yes, he does, he wanted, there, there, there was two choices of costume. There was the comic version and there was the movie version. He wanted the movie version. I mean, this is why... Disney bought Marvel. Yep. I really enjoyed uh, the way they brought him into the modern world. This is him first waking up now, and yeah. Yep. He was wearing his SSR shirt, t-shirt, the way he was then. I mean, they got that or made it. But somebody commented that logo was similar to what Cap is currently wearing. Yeah, it's the super. Yeah, his his what they call good old Steve. Um. Logo. Well, at this point, yeah. he's wearing the costume. He's Captain America again, right? Yeah, yeah, he is now. Right. There's still some stuff going on that takes place before Fear itself, but yeah, yeah. There, there's a there's a brief line that goes through here after the nurse comes in that jumped out at me that I can't believe is coincidence. Yeah, I actually bought that shirt at uh, New York Comic Con. This oh yeah, Steve logo shirt. Yeah, nice. 
Well, it's true. He is. Yes. Where am I really? pretty cool because i think at this point he thinks maybe he's been captured by the nazis yes. or yep. you know sure he's, he's willing to play hardball yep here we go listen to what she says yeah code 13 agent 13 agent 13 exactly sharon carter is agent carter. 13 that's gotta be i mean that can't be coincidence that they use code 13 What's really cool about this is, uh, I mean, that was that was the same kind of motion of, of when he ran through New York the first time. Yeah, we we for New York Comic Con we stayed two blocks away from Times Square, so I was literally standing in this spot a week ago. Oh yeah, yeah. And the so shield, really shield cool. shows up. I mean, this is so blue screen, so green screen right here. It's not even funny. I mean, this yeah. is so green screen. Which I don't get because I mean there 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 are at least are were stills of them being there's been I think because they can't actually shut the street down. Yeah, so well, they could. And at least the running through New York probably was real, but with enough money, but for what they wanted to do they probably couldn't do it. You know what it took to, to stop him? I mean, some like stand down cap or something like that. Yeah. You, know, you needed a military command like that. It's almost not that he's trained, but these these end credits here, like the little effects here. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't see in three D, but just the way they did, they animated it looked really cool. Yeah. But the music, just the music, the style, everything about it just suits so well. Same thing with mm -hmm. Thor. I really wish Marvel would do the the end quote end credit scene after what they call the hero credits after, yes. after this. I agree. I, there's really no reason nuts. to wait to the end. There's no reason other than vanity to want to make sure people stay and see it. I, I got burned because of, on Green Lantern because of that. Because they well, did put it in the right spot in Green Lantern, and I missed it because I had to pee. But I bet you 70% of people never even see any of it. Because no. nobody, you know, we know, and we, we know. tell people, right. but... Most people, even if they know, they're not going to sit well, we through it. Watch how many people do you see? Unless you're at a midnight show or, or the first yeah. showing, you, yep. the whole theater empties out except for like twelve people. Yeah, yeah, we saw it at the midnight show. Everybody stayed. Yeah. But, oh yeah. God, yeah. Nobody moved. You know, we're with we're with you know like-minded people. But when my wife and I went and saw it, we, you know, most everybody just got up. Well, I when I went to see uh, Star Trek, I saw it at I think it actually was ten o'clock at night. I saw it. It wasn't midnight, but I stayed until the end. I, I, I had heard there was nothing after Star Trek. But p other people who were there apparently thought there were. Mm. So I'm like, well, do they know something I don't? Because I'm pretty sure there's nothing there. So I waited, and there was nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> so and people were like, that's it? Because I guess at the very end, they made a little communicator sound effect or something. Oh. Like, that's it, yeah. a sound? I'm like, yeah, I heard there was nothing there. So why the hell did I stay? Because just on the off chance there was... I didn't want to miss it. That's right. So while we're waiting for our 
Avengers trailer to appear, which is what was the end credit scene here, basically. Mm-hmm. What do you, are you, do you want to put a spoiler a tag up and talk about what we've seen? Because I'm sure there's people who have not seen the Avengers trailers yet. Um, do we? Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. Do you want do you want to talk about some of the, what we've seen in the Avengers trailers? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, to anybody who does not want to hear or have not seen the Avengers trailer or deliberately isolating themselves from the Avengers trailers, um, we probably won't talk about much more else than that. Um, but for those who do want to hear, let's talk. So one of the things that jumped out at me with the Avengers trailer that we've seen so far was there was a shot where we saw some kind of energy weapon being shot from the sky. Now, I have not seen anything written down or otherwise published officially that scrolls are involved. But when I saw that, I thought, ooh, maybe there's a scroll invasion that's from scroll weapons. But then, now more I think about it, well, if the cube's missing, that might be, you know, cube weapons some, similar to what we saw in this movie being used against the Avengers. So I really don't know which way to think about that. Yeah, but me either. You know, everybody keeps saying scroll, scrolls, scrolls. Um, the, I, think it's, I think it's early for scrolls. Don't you think it's early for scrolls? Let's get through. Let's yeah. we got Loki out. We know Loki's I, in it. I, I think. I think the scroll thing would be a nice um, teaser at the end. There's like, your. There's there's your end credit scene. Like we yeah. always we always say that. Um, uh, what's his name? Caldwell. Caldwell. Colson. Colson. Colson needs son of Cole. He needs to uh, be a scroll. I mean, that would be a great end credit scene where he he's revealed to be a scroll or something like that. Yeah. Um, the ships have an almost Asgardian look to them, so I wonder if it's an invasion fleet from one of the other nine realms. Yeah, or, okay. You know, I mean, who at this point, who knows? I, I, you know, ships. Now, have you have you seen something I haven't seen? Well, I've seen some of the, um, you know, folks that have, you know, looked at the sets and the filming hmm. in New York or in. Uh, I didn't know if there was something on display in New York that I hadn't seen yet. Or no, what. no, there was nothing on display, but I've seen some of the the, the behind, you know, people you know, catching glimpses of, of shooting and stuff like that. And, you know, they've, they've shown like some sort of ship that is crashed in the ground or on the ground. And it hasn't, you know, I mean, it could, could be scroll, could be anything, but it, it almost has an Asgardian look to me. And being that Loki is behind it, it seems odd that you'd have a combination of Loki and the scrolls, but who knows? I mean, there's no telling what happened to Loki when he fell off the, the Bifrost in Thor, you know, where he went, where he could have been, what he's been doing. I mean, who, you know, who knows? Um, so, so I'm, I'm really curious, but I, I, I almost hope we don't know until I actually see it. I'm really trying to avoid, like, I'll see the trailers and I'll see like actual stills, but I'm trying to avoid like people that were standing outside filming it while, you know, while they were filming and stuff like that. I really want to try and be a little bit surprised, you know, um, I I will, I will say I saw that kind of footage of what looked like to be a rehearsal of, Cap and Thor fighting side by side against a bunch of guys in motion capture suits. Yeah, and just seeing Cap and Thor fighting side by side alone was cool enough. Yeah, you yeah. know why they were in motion captain suits and what they're going to look like when they're you know fully CGI. I don't know what they're going to be, but yeah, I mean the the big uh, Iron Man war machine against the uh, hemorrhoid attack was all motion captain capture suits, and they were just end up being you know the the hammer suits, hammer drones. Right, um, right. So this could be anything. There's one line in that trailer. Um, you know, if we can't save the world, we're, we'll avenge it or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's a little cheesy. 
Yeah, yeah. I was like, really. But there was Who a lot. Of, there was a lot of cool stuff in there in the trailer. Yeah. Though. And that, you know, that may not even make it in the final cut. I mean, who knows? You know, sometimes we yeah. see stuff that uh, that doesn't make make it in. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think that you know, if if the Dark Knight wasn't coming out next year, I would definitely say I think the Avengers will be the 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 big blockbuster temple for next year. Because yeah. um, I, I think as more comes out, as the trailers come out, I think as as people that have seen all of these movies kind of piece it together and realize what they're going to get in one movie uh, on the screen. I think the box office is going to be uh, bonkers. I, I really do. I mean, Thor and Cap did well. They didn't do crazy box office, but they did pretty darn good. I mean, I think worldwide, each of them, they were like neck and neck. I think right. they were close to 400-ish million worldwide. Um. Which is which is is pretty darn good. Uh, I think the ma- the biggest unknown for me for the uh, for the Avengers in terms of cast is Colby Smulders. Um, what kind of vibe did you get from her in the panel? Um, I kind of got the vibe of, yeah, I'm here. I don't really know a whole lot about comics or you know this universe, but I know I'm a friend of Joss Whedon, and I had a <laughs> I had a great time on the movie. Uh, I think we're going to be surprised at how subdued or how little screen time she really has. I got the impression that, um, yes, yeah, she's in there, and I think people are making it sound like she's going to have a bigger role than she really actually will. So basically don't expect the Maria Hill from the comics? No. I mean, she even made mention that there were a lot of scenes where she was just kind of like standing up against a wall. Ugh. So. So I, I think she's kind of going to be somewhat of a background player that maybe comes to the forefront a little bit. Yeah. But I, I don't see her as having a big role. Maybe similar to like Coulson in the first Coulson Iron Man. The first, yeah, yeah. See, because yeah. he came into his own in Iron Man two, and then of course fully formed in Thor. Um, I wonder if they're maybe setting up, doing the setup with Maria Hill as a character in the Avengers, so she can pay off and say the eventual Avengers two, when. Uh, uh, Fury's either gone missing or otherwise not in the picture, and we can do something more with Marie Held from what we've known her as. Yeah, yeah it's very possible. You know, so, as a, the eventual director of Shield or, or whatever. So, yeah. So it looks like Cap did three six three hundred sixty five million worldwide, and Thor did four forty eight worldwide. So, um, and I think it's fair to say that those are kind of like prequels to the Avengers. So right. I think the Avengers, even though it's the first movie, is going to be treated more like a sequel. Okay, I think we're um, about. To, yep, here we go. Captain America: We're re- returning the Avengers. We're about to get our uh, brief, our first look at the Avengers that we had back when the movie came out. And this was directed by Joss Whedon. Not unlike the. Uh, yeah, boom. I'm sure, this was this was done while they were doing principal photography on the Avengers. I'm Very intrigued. subtle. I'm intrigued. And here we go. There's Maria Hill. Loki. A couple sound bites from previous movies. Yep. The whole team together. Uh, you know what? Of this whole thing, you know what's... St- oh, there she is, Maria Hill. 
Yeah. The thing that stood out to me with this, and it's still I still don't like it, is uh, Black Widow's short hair. I See, love me. I love the long hair, long curls. I love hmm. that look part. That part of her look was the long curls. She's she's got a very Jean Grey look to me right now. I uh, I have a hard time. See, you know, you didn't really see the hair. Yeah, I have a hard time looking at the hair. <laughs> All right. On that note, so that's our commentary on the Avengers. Russ, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. I'm glad we got this done again. Yeah, me too. Uh, I really thought we'd have more dudes with us, but everybody's still reeling from New York Comic Con, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think we'll make an effort for the Avengers that it's going to be just like the Avengers is all hands on deck. I think uh, yeah. we will we will make it an effort to make sure that the Avengers is all hands Absolutely. on deck. Absolutely. So uh, September 2012 for the commentary on the Avengers, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine us all not seeing it at midnight when that comes out in May. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, anything you want to say before we wrap out? Wrap it up? No, no. Just uh, if you haven't heard the the con audio from the Avengers, uh, which was I guess show 164, then uh, check it out because there's a, there's a lot of cool stories, a lot of funny stories from some of the the cast, uh, specifically about uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson Scarlett. and uh, even a couple Chris uh, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth uh, funny stories. So definitely <laughs> check it out. It's it's worthwhile. Awesome. All right, Ross, I am uh, beat. I'm going to skip the uh, usual nonsense as to where to go find this. Just go to hhwlod.com to find our show and all the shows of the Half Hour Wasted Legion of Juice Podcast Network. Uh, Russ, it's been a pleasure, and I will see you in a week. Good night. Good night.